This episode is brought to you by NB Saunas. You can enjoy a peaceful, relaxing, restorative moment from the comfort of home sweet home. NB Saunas delivers the spa directly to your door. Enjoy the euphoria of hot, cold relax, the bliss and the wellness of the wood-fired cedar sauna, a benefit for your body, mind, and soul. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This week, I am actually feeling called to share an episode that I recorded a while back, so you probably haven't heard it, maybe you have, but this is in service for those of you who know that you are keeping yourself and your gifts hidden, and it's time to step into your worth. It's time to start sharing your gifts and your purpose. In the last few weeks, I've heard from many of you, and I can't help but notice this common thread of, I've done the certification. I have this burning desire, this passion to help, but I just can't get out of my own way. I just don't seem to feel enough. So because of this, I am sharing, re-loving on this episode of how I stepped out and began doing the work that I do. And before I reshare this, I also want to mention that as I continue on, at every growth edge, I feel the same. I feel not enough. So I think this might be something that stays with you. But just trust that you have a whole spiritual team that totally steps in the minute you begin. Throughout my day on three different occasions, my intuition strongly suggested that I pivot and I do something on the imposter syndrome. So one of you out there must be going through something. So I know you need this and I know it will find you. So this is for you. And if you're not an entrepreneur or you're not somebody who faces um, what I'm talking about, I still really do hope you listen and I hope that you find a lot of treasures here because we all have imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome? It's every time we think of doing something that grows us and expands us. So something that's a little bit outside of our comfort zone that is aspirational, something that we desire to do 
every time we think of that and maybe commit to that or think really closely to committing to that, this voice in our mind just talks us right out of it. It self-sabotages us. It tells us all kinds of things like not enough. That's the biggest thing it tells us, that we're not enough. Who are we to do that? We're nowhere near enough. We must be smarter. We must be more outgoing or whatever it is that your mind is telling you. Don't believe it. Shift. Don't believe it. Very, very hard cycle to break. So I have had so much experience with living the low end of the imposter syndrome, like living that daily. It really played havoc on my life. Um, And I'm going to tell a bit of my story here. I hope it makes sense. I hope you see yourself in my story and see really just the benefit of facing your inner critic. Because really, on the other side of your fear is so much magic and so much good feeling stuff. And every time you fail, you gain more experience and you can improve. And it's just, it's really great. And if you do fail, remember that people don't think about you as much as you think they do. So I just want to share a few ways that the imposter syndrome has been a part of my life from, well, I'm 36 now, so I'm going to go back to my early 20s, okay? Well, first of all, I'm going to go back and give you a background of the way I was as a child. So I always dreamt of being a real estate agent. That was my goal in life. Everything about shopping for houses excited me. Everything about the design and just the way it would feel to live in the home excited me. And I thought, what a fun job to cruise around, show people homes, pick homes that suited what they were craving and desiring. I guess my moon in cancer was evident even way back then. I also thought that a fun Saturday or would be going to open houses with my family. I would beg my parents to take us to open houses so that I could see the houses. I also considered going to Lounsbury's, a local furniture shop. I considered that a really fun Saturday afternoon as a child because I loved going and just looking at how they had the rooms set up, you know, with the bed and the nightstands, the lamps, the color of the walls. I just loved everything about seeing rooms set up in a showroom. So similar to an Ikea, right? How you go in and you kind of fall in love with the lifestyle of how they have it all set up. You can kind of see yourself in the space. I would say pretty good shot that if I took my real estate certification or my interior design certification, I could probably do well. In my early 20s, I I did the intro to real estate course. Following that dream, following that natural talent and desire, and my imposter syndrome took me right out. I very vividly remember having thoughts like this. I'm too young. Nobody will take me seriously. I'm 
not a suit type of person. So I'd have to change my identity and style. Can't do it. And I remember the day that I was about to send off my payment for the full real estate course. I remember that day. I couldn't find the email address to forward it to. So not a big deal. I probably could have easily found it. And I just freaked out. I said, I'm not organized enough in my own life. How could I ever be responsible and capable for people buying their homes? I can't. I'm going to take this as my sign. I can't. And every time we tell ourselves that we can't, if we don't tell ourselves that we can and show ourselves that we can through facing with action, that hardens us. Picture an old man, how he hunches over in time. That's what hardening kind of, I would say a visual of hardening might be if, if I'm in my 20s and I didn't let that go of that feeling of not being worthy or capable enough. If I don't let that go, that is doing something to my body, isn't it? My body is, is kind of tightening. My aura, it's staying in my aura. It's staying in my subconscious. I'm not capable. I'm not enough. So then in my mid-20s, maybe early 30s, I would say late 20s, <laughs> that doesn't really matter. But I had a really big love for interior design and a very, a talent for it. I was very talented at it. I still am. I love design. And I knew it was a very valuable skill to have. Yet I dabbled in having a business where I was a home stager and stylist. I didn't know what to charge. I had a very hard time explaining what I did and why it was worth charging for. I didn't believe that I had something of value to offer which is so crazy because I really value design. I really value that. It's a talent that really is priceless. So I would hop from one design course to another on the internet. And then I went to Vancouver and got a certification in home staging. And every time I would do one of those new courses, I would tell myself, well, I'll do that. And then I'll be ready to really get serious with my business. But you know what? Every course that I took... I just procrastinated afterwards. We should probably do an episode on accountability. Maybe the next one. Who knows? My intuition will tell me what we're going to talk about next. And then because I didn't deal with this, because I kept letting myself stay small, like I think I bought the business cards, I got the website, etc. Maybe put up a few ads here and there, but I didn't follow through. I just, I let it go because I didn't believe, Right. And this process continued. These patterns continued because I wasn't dealing with it. So it led into taking business courses, um, studying all things, self-development, um, psychology. You know, I was self-teaching myself all of this stuff, attending all of the things, all of the seminars, always searching. I was always, 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 always searching. And yes, I'm very grateful for all of the knowledge that I've acquired throughout the years, but I never felt enough. 
a poem by Rebecca Campbell. Very, very powerful and so fitting to how I feel about all of this because what you desire is who you are. Don't waste your time striving to become the person you long to be. Spend your time being the person you already are. The person you long to be is already inside of you. You do you. Say you long to be a writer. If you long to be a writer, it means you already are one. You don't need someone to come along and confirm that it's true. Grant your wish or give you approval. It's who you are already, right now. You do you. When we spend our time being who we already are, the doing ends up being a byproduct of the being. So, if you're a singer, go be that, regardless of the outcome. It's who you are. You don't need to do anything in order to be it someday. She's in you and she wants to sing now. You do you. It's none of your business how many people read your books or download your songs or compliment your latest design or buy your art or like your Facebook posts or retweet you. What is your business is showing up to what lights you up, to what makes you come alive, to that which makes your light shine even brighter. Let go of your attachment to the outcome. It's none of your business anyway. You do you. The most fantastic thing when you're simply focused on the being and do from there, the attachment to the outcome magically disappears and something very special happens by allowing yourself to be filled up by the being, the universe cannot help but support you. You do you. So go be you, regardless of the outcome. Go do the things that you love, regardless of how good people think you are. Without even bothering your head on what others say. You do you. You already are all of the things you strive for. And the more you show up to who you already are, the more filled up you become. The more filled up you become, the more you you become. The more you you become, 
the brighter you shine for all of those around you. You do you. Isn't that just a beautiful, beautiful poem? I just absolutely love it. Especially the ending there. The more you show up to who you already are, the more filled up you become. The more filled up you become, the more you you become. So good. I told you a bit about the weight of imposter syndrome on my life. I also want to bring a little light in and tell you that I did start feeling enough. I feel enough today. And it began when I started doing the things that scared me. The things that scared me, but the things that I felt super called to do. And very, very quickly, as I stepped into that, I started to really feel and know my, my worth. So let's rewind to New Year's Eve 2017. There's a beautiful story about synchronicity that happened on that night. I'll save that for another episode. But on that New Year's Eve of 2017, well, before that, I had a few years of feeling like I was in a major, major rut. And I had moved to a new city to try to expand and grow and be more radiant. And I quickly found myself being in the same old rut that I had been at home in New Brunswick. So I was feeling really low. I was feeling a sense of rock bottom, like I'm never, ever going to make it. I'm never going to find that passion and purpose that I know is inside of me. I've settled. I've been settling my whole life. I mean, in other areas, I'm doing good. But as far as my, my career, my calling, I felt like I was really settling. I knew I was, and it really ate me up. I found myself commuting on a bus for sometimes two hours a day to work at a restaurant that I had worked at in New Brunswick. So it was the same chain and everything. Like I was so stuck with my patterns. But on 2017, I ended up walking out of my job. I'll tell you that story in another time. But I came home and everything almost felt slower and like I was going through a transformation, a transition. And I didn't know at the time just how much of a transition I was going through. But like there was even a snowstorm on that night and they there were really, really big, big, big flakes and they were falling down so slowly. Everything just felt like everything was slow. Anyways, that was the energetics of that night. And when I walked out of that job unexpectedly, it was so out of behavior for me. And I was feeling low, yet I was also feeling a little free and hopeful that something was going to happen for me. And so I pulled up my Instagram from that night and it says, 2017, what do you have in store for me? I'm ready. I'm ready now. Fierce faith. And then synchronicity happened and I decided to follow the ping that had been pinging me for a very long time, which was I really wanted to host beautiful retreat experiences that were calming and nurturing and so good for the soul. 
So that dream had popped up a little bit um, even before I had moved to Vancouver for my year of growth. But I remember talking to my sister. We were walking Centennial Park in Moncton a few years before this. And I was telling her, you know, I would love to facilitate retreats someday. And I found this program by Danielle Laporte, and it's basically, you know, a workshop curriculum in a box that a facilitator can buy the licensing to and lead retreats. Like, this could be my thing. But I was so afraid my imposter syndrome was telling me, well, you're going to buy into another thing and not do anything with it. But then let me share this post from... 2017 as well. I am wearing my rose quartz bracelet and I'm holding my facilitator binder so close and tight. This is a photo from my very first desire map workshop in Crescent Beach. The first ever. There were nights and days leading up to this day that my fear was so, so, so real. It was real. It was loud. She told me I wasn't enough and that I had nothing to give. I am grateful that my desire was stronger than my fear. I felt it. I felt the fear and proceeded anyways. Even looking back on this photo, I see a spark in my eyes. This was the day I was my bravest self. I remember that day. I remember what I was wearing. I remember exactly who was there. I remember crying five minutes before the day began, fearful. What did I do? Who am I? And I had my two really good friends there with me, Jolene and Jeanne. They put a sign on the door for my guests saying, we will resume at... 2.05 to give me extra time. <laughs> the guests didn't know. So I connected with my breath. I connected with my why. I grounded into what a dream that this is going to be. How beautiful a day this is going to be. And we opened the doors. And I had an amazing first workshop. Another post from my Instagram. There was a time in my life that I would shrink and energetically shrivel at the thought of constructing a professional resume. I thought of all the things that I felt were missing. I was so hard on myself, and I dwelled upon all of the reasons why I wasn't good enough. I believed I had nothing to offer. It was a really sad place to be in because I found myself with that sinking feeling that this is it. Time was up and I had settled. I lost that healing feeling called hope. Much has changed in the last year and a bit. I'm still finding my way, but I am truly fascinated at the change that has happened in my life and in my mindset. I love myself. And I am as grateful as can possibly be. This past Sunday, I wrote a list in celebration 
of all that I have achieved in business this past year. And I realized I'm no longer feeling small about what I have to give. I now have a resume that is filled with much to be proud of. From speaking events, a corporate event, monthly retreats with the Desire Map, and creating, facilitating my own program. The opposite of stagnant is fresh and flowing. I am so, so grateful that I found my way back. So start with the dream. Pay attention to your fantasies. They really can be yours if you're brave enough to chase after them. Do your best, try your hardest, and love yourself, even if you are still learning the rhythm. So I hope you're now ready to feel that magic that lies beyond listening to your imposter. So how do we beat imposter syndrome? Well, I say it quite often, awareness. That's the powerful first step. Being aware that maybe I shouldn't always listen to that voice. And so the awareness, um, monitoring your thoughts, and when you catch thoughts that are really bringing you down and trying to talk you out of what you, your soul wants you to do, trying to keep you safe, stuck, but stagnant. So when that happens, try to say thank you. Thank you for trying to protect me. But I'm going to cancel on that. I'm not going to listen to that because I'm ready for more joy. I'm ready for this. I know this is best for me. So trying to catch it, say no thanks, and then replace it with a positive. But this is going to be hard. I'm not lying. It will be hard. Another way is to take your thoughts from fear to love. So that's basically another way of saying what I just said. When you feel the fear, focus on the love, the why. Focus on your heart. Focus on all of the excitement, the love, who you're going to help. And just know the light that you bring. Trust yourself. Give yourself some credit. What are some amazing qualities about you? Write them out. We are beautiful, radiant, spiritual beings, still wondering if we are enough. It's a beautiful quote by my friend Cassie Jeans. Think of who you want to be and show up as her. When I was quickly preparing this episode before coming, 
I just kind of researched on YouTube, um, looking for some heartwarming videos on believing in ourselves. And I found this adorable video. You probably remember it from a few years back. It was a sweet little daughter and her loving father. And they're looking in the mirror and he's kind of holding her up. And I just wrote down what they said in the video and it was just adorable. If you're feeling really low on yourself and you're beating yourself up, even just write this out and tell yourself this in the mirror. Look at yourself and tell yourself these things. So he's holding his little sweet angel and he says, repeat after me, say, I am strong. And she echoes back for everything he says. So say, I am strong. She goes, I am strong. And she's looking in the mirror. I am smart. Say, I work hard. I am beautiful. I am respectful. I'm not better than anyone. Nobody is better than me. I am amazing. I am great. What's your name? And if you fall, I get back up, she says. Thank you, God, for making me the greatest. There is nobody better than me. All right, give me a high five. Give me a kiss. Oh, so, so sweet. I'll link that video in the show notes because you need to watch it. You've probably seen it. It went viral a few years ago. But man, we need to speak like that to ourselves, don't we? So I do always like to leave you with a few journal prompts because I really believe that when we are coming to these sessions with our intention to heal those parts of us that bring us closer to the life that we desire, the life that we crave, it's important to ask ourselves the questions. And when you ask yourself these questions, even if they're hard, just let them come from that place inside. Like, you know the answer. You can get still when you ask yourself these questions. So I do recommend a pen or a pencil and a journal for this one. While you get them, I'll talk about the oil that I used for today. I forgot to mention that oil. It's a, it's a Valor by Young Living. And I bought that on a day I had to be really brave. So I was at Yoga Fest in Moncton the day that I had decided to come out to my community that I was the goddess gatherings. I do host retreats and workshops and I'm a facilitator now. So it was after I had moved home from British Columbia. I, even though I had done things in BC, I was nervous again. My imposter was like, but you know, people here, um, you know, this is going to be uncomfortable for you. And I had a speaking gig at the yoga fest. It was kind of like a little mini workshop that turned into a speaking gig. And I fell in love with public speaking that day too. Like every step brings you closer to your joy. But right before my talk, I saw so many people that I knew in the audience and I, it just caused my mind to kind of spin out a bit. And I went to the Young Living booth and they gave me this valor. They sold me the valor to help me be brave. So I just put it on the bottoms of my feet 
and it helped. And so did my breath. My breath helped too. And the minute I began, I was like, nah, this is okay. I like this. I'm safe. I remember seeing an interview with Jimmy Kimmel and he said that before every show, even though he's been doing this for so many years, before every show, before it begins, he is so nervous. He has butterflies. And then the show begins and he's like, yes, I'm, I'm good. So yeah, fear's normal. Okay, you're probably back now. So with your pen and your paper, I just have one question for you. Only one. To do your best to think back in your life and label all of the times that you let that inner critic, that inner imposter telling you that you were not enough. I want you to write, even just in point form, those experiences because awareness is the first step to transformation. Thank you everyone for listening. was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.